Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Sherlock's Weekly Podcast with me, Georgie Courage-Cole. This week, I'm joined by Charlotte Collins, tour card owner and special guest, Cat Farmer, better known as Does My Mum Look 40? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely doesn't look 40. Well, that depends on what angle you look at it. <laughs> Welcome. How fun to have you here. It's so lovely to be here. Thank you. Well, it's, it's a very cheery. I'm feeling like everyone's very cheery today. It's Monday and the sun's shining and it's not going to last, so mm. we're just going to make the most of it yeah. for today. One day only. One day only. <laughs> Let's talk about the personality traits that could be preventing you from earning more money. I wondered whether this was something that we should be discussing in the Shed Ups podcast. Mm. But anyway, here we are. Because apparently there are a number of key characteristics that stop women from reaching their full earning potential. They include high tolerance for low pay, willing to work for free. Um, I think there's a difference between interning for a while that can really pay off and working for free. Um, underestimating your worth, fear of negotiation, and on it goes. How did you feel about this piece? So Charlotte and I had a quick chat before we came in. I felt this is kind of driven towards more, more of those not industry. I think it really depends on what industry you work in. I think as in, in an all-female office, I think it's very different for us like versus men in the city. I think there are loads of things that are profession-related, like when it comes to like men and women's differences, that don't necessarily apply to us in quite a female industry. But I'm actually not sure that this is one of them, because negotiating for your salary is kind of independent of the industry you work in. And I can certainly relate to some of these, I don't know, I think that's quite normal not to negotiate your salary. We had a brief conversation on this in advance of this podcast and I said, and I was discussing this with a friend the other day, I am staggered how few people that work for me negotiate their salary. And as an employer, but there's kind of one moment where you are in control as the employee and it's when you're offered a job. And that's the moment where the employer has gone, I want that candidate in my organisation. And it is your sweetest moment I guess to kind of negotiate your salary so it, I've always been staggered how few people I just be scared to put off the employer I'd I be nervous I'd be a headhunter oh, go on so I really think and what I would say interestingly about lots of those they're not necessarily female centric you can say the same for lots of men as well I think it's a personality trait that can be for men and women as a headhunter yes did women push back and say yeah, they've offered me X and I want another five percent or whatever it is? Well, well, we would negotiate on their behalf, so that's what we would do. But it was very much both men and women. I mean, interestingly, I did work in a very male-dominated environment um, where men were the salespeople and women tended to be the designers. That's just how it worked. But I, I think both would come back, or we would say, you know, this is what you're worth. This is what we think we should ask for you, and and, and you know, and vice versa. They would come back and say, this is what we think I'd like. This is what I'd like, and we'd go mm. back and say, you've got absolutely no hope of getting that. Mm. Um, so you know, but it's men and women. It was it was exactly the same. Yeah, I also think it's a real confidence thing. A lot of these yeah. points here. Yes. Say five, six years ago, I probably would have resonated with all of these. But now, like a few years on, I feel like in a stronger position where I would I would feel ha- happier and more comfortable negotiating mm. my salary. I think. But I think the best time to negotiate, you know, the, the time when you get the biggest pay rises is when you move jobs. Mm. It's not in an mm. existing mm. job. Mm. Yes. Unfortunately, you know, you're only ever going to get an X percent pay rise within a job. 
generally. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm generalizing, but that's my experience. Mm. The thought that my husband would ever take the first offer he got for a job, like that to him is ludicrous. It also amazes me how many people in sales have worked for me that have never negotiated mm. their salary. That's you always want to say, I'm going to take that job offer away because you haven't tried to. Yeah. But sorry, I know you're joking, but that's the reason that I would be scared to then negotiate. So you do it once, yes, yeah, and then yeah. you do it once, and I don't think you ever say, occasionally I've said, no, that's it, that's the bracket, mm. and it feels fair. But I've, if someone pushes that once, I think you'd always go back and offer them a bit mm. more money if you think I'm going to lose that person. You've made the decision. You've seen, yeah. how, how, you've, you've seen however many candidates and then you've made the decision you want them in your mm. business. Um, anyway, the tips were do your research, find out what the industry standard is and what the realistic expectation for a salary would be. I also love the point of don't use emotional arguments to decide whether you ought to be paid more. Business owners are pragmatic and no one will ever pay more than you need to. And finally, I think just as women, you need to just have those money conversations because, well, it doesn't help that we're British and we're female. Mm -hmm. I think both of those things go against Gosh. us, don't they? What about improving office productivity and trying a walking meeting? Because apparently there are no sweeter words these days than walk with me. Sitting is the new smoking and apparently it breaks down business hierarchy to go for a walking meeting instead. Kat, what do you think about that? Ooh, I don't know about that. I'm quite lucky in that most of my meetings actually happen over coffee, so they're not in an office environment, which I do think is actually much more conducive to being more relaxed, being more honest, to being more open. So maybe not necessarily walking, but going out of the office to have a coffee, as yeah, opposed to sitting definitely. and having yeah, a meeting a point, in yes. the office. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good point. Going back to the walking thing, I think the idea we were talking about money and having those money conversations, I think it's hard to look at someone in the eye mm -hmm. and have those money conversations. Mm -hmm. So actually, if you could man up and say, hey, I want to have a money conversation, let's do it in a walking yeah, meeting. Totally. I think there's something far easier you can kind of look down. Definitely. Than... When, we, when we were younger, my mum used to like drive us back to school on a Sunday night and that was always her time when she said she'd have the best chats with us because we always used to open car. up. Do you know what? Look, you couldn't look so in the eye. so true. You need to have one yeah. child, one child in the car, one on one, and that's when you get the most out of them. Yeah. yeah. Do you think? Yes, because they're just, they're, they've got nothing else to think about. And that lack of eye contact. Yeah, you you kind of just, it's not intense. You know? Yeah, face yeah. to face. Yeah. I find my best time to get things out of my children is bedtime. Yeah. And I go up, says any excuse oh, for me not yes. to leave oh, them. They're like, oh, mommy, let's have a chat. <laughs> and I'm like, Very true. oh, I might actually get something out of you now. <laughs> I quite like it as an idea. I don't buy that it's a great form of exercise. No, that's no, rubbish. So often, you know, we're chained to our desk and, and you don't find the time in the day to actually get up and leave. So if somebody said, let's actually do a loop around the block while we discuss this, I'd be so up for that. Mm. Yeah, but also remember that we do live in England and it rains 99% of the time. And it's nicer indoors. Maybe. Even a standing meeting, I think I read there are benefits of that as well, yeah, as opposed to just sitting and like, I said that the other day. We did that the other day. We were a bit short of time. A few people came into my office. There weren't enough chairs. I was like, let's stand, let's stand. We haven't got long. Yeah. And actually, we got through it a lot quicker. Mm, I think there's something yeah. in that. On the subject of work and money, let's talk about the latest Instagram celebrity who's been making headlines. There was a young lady called Lisette Calviro who moved to New York for an internship and, long story short, got herself into $10,000 worth of debt by trying to live a lifestyle that was worthy of Instagram followers. Oh, wow. I, 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 I mean, what do you say to that? Mm. I mean, just nuts. Would you, in a bid to become an Instagram celebrity, invest in things that you thought were going to speak to your future followers? No. I just think there is a lot of myth around what you need to do to become successful on Instagram, and certainly owning lots of stuff is not one of them. But I think if she's younger, I think that demographic, that sort of, that following on Instagram is very different from where I'm positioned at the geriatric oh, end stop. of the scale. But no, I think, do you know what? And I think that they all get sucked up into their own little bubbles and their own, you must have this and you must have the best of that and they're seen on the front row. And so I sort of get how it happens and I can see 
you know, that it's it's portrayed as being a very glamorous lifestyle, but I think it's very one-dimensional. I can understand why it happens. Would I ever do it? Oh my God, no. So why are people connecting with you then? I think because, I mean, I wouldn't say I have a, a, a normal life, per, per, you know, per se. I mean, I do, I do have a job. My job has become, over the last seven years, I've been writing, and my job has become one today that isn't typical of most people. But at the end of the day, when I'm at home, I am still normal. I do still have those irritations that nobody in my house puts anything in the dishwasher. And, and I think those are things that most mums with, with kids, especially once they get sort of heading towards those massively irritating teenage years, oh my God, give me a toddler any day of the week. <laughs> you know, I think those are sorts of things that people can resonate with. And whilst you do have theoretically this, you know, it does, I can imagine it does look fairly glamorous. You know, I do, like I said, I do have meetings in coffee shops and lunches and I get to go on lovely holidays and lots of lovely trips. At the same time, at home, you know, I, it is still some shit different kitchen. You know, there's one fashion blogger I can think of now who's been very successful, but she sort of went out a few years ago and decided that she wanted this career and she had to invest in the stuff mm. and mm. she was fortunate enough to have the financial means to be able to invest in the stuff. And as a result, it's kind of flipped now and she's now working with brands and being gifted or paid to feature the stuff or whatever it is. But, you know, it's interesting because Instagramming, being an influencer or a blogger, it's a really credible career now and you can make money from it, but you've got to get to a point where there's that tipping point. I was going to say, I think the problem is that it's a credible career if you've slotted it for a really long time yeah. and, and you know, there's a certain group of people who have done really well and are at that stage now. I think people, I mean, this girl was 26, I think there's the danger is so many young girls are looking at that thinking that they want to do it and think all it is is buying nice clothes and posting nice photos yeah. and that that's kind of, the, you know, mm. that's the easy way into that career and that's how, and the same as you, I would never do this but I can completely understand mm. where this yeah. girl has got herself into this problem because you probably, you know, they're probably just thinking, well, I'll just do all of that and get into that and then soon it's, uh, brand will come knocking and I'll pay it all back. And you know? I don't think it's any different. I think the, I think the misconception is as well that there are not that many people that do it, whereas in fact there are not that many people that do it and have been successful. Mm. There are gazillions of people that do it. And I think actually younger people this, these, these days don't see it sort of, you know, when I was younger it was like married footballer. You know, it was that whole wag yeah. thing. That's what everybody wanted to be. And now <laughs> everybody wants to be an Instagram, mm. and that's what that's what they want to do. I wonder where your children stand on this. Oh, it's Are you ruining social media for them? Difficult one when your mum is an influencer on social media. Do you know what? It's really funny, actually. So I've got two boys who obviously couldn't give a rat off. <laughs> I mean, they are 10 and 11, and they jibble them up. They're 9 and 11, actually. God, I've got each one of them. They honestly don't care. For them, it's all about Fortnite. If you haven't got children of a certain age, boys of a certain age, there is a game they play on PS4. Don't we're looking at you with every blank thing else we don't know. Don't even go there. I it, I don't know what they make this game of. Anyway, that's the boys. But my daughter is 13. And I was really concerned when she went to senior school. Because junior school's fine. You know, she didn't really know. But senior school, I thought, are they going to think I'm like this sad old lady? <laughs> the thing. Oh, my Lord. No, they think it's cool. Oh. They really think it's cool. So I was at rugby yesterday. And um, one of the dads said to me, he said, oh, I said, I've got to tell you. My daughter, Molly, said to me, um, Dad, you're going to rugby. Um, do you know? Do you know that? Do you know that that that, that, you know that lady? That, that they call me famous, which I find weird. <laughs> that famous lady from round here. Not many famous people come <laughs> at all. So the benchmark is very low. Um, cat, father. So he said, Yeah, yeah, I know cat. So, oh, my, could, could, can I come to rugby one day? To, can, can I come and see her? He's like, uh, Yeah, yeah. You're going to have all these. But she's in a sixth form. She's, he said, You know, so lower six at this school. You know, he said they are all over you. And it's, so they do. They 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 do. They think it's I think cool. that you know Instagram followers are basically cultural currency now, aren't they? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Charlotte, are your mums on social media platforms? Yes, my mum yeah. has set, set up a new Instagram account maybe 45 times. Like every time I get a new request. <laughs> 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 every time she goes on to yeah, Instagram, yeah. she has to create a new She account. keeps blogging herself out and forgetting her 
usernames. So, um, yeah, yeah. My mum loves Instagram. She's actually really good at it. Um, she's she's got bees and pugs and she's kind of bees. Like, bees, bees. Yeah. Are- Mom's a beekeeper. Yeah, not like as her job. <laughs> like as a hobby. Yeah, but she makes her own honey. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so that cool. It is amazing. It's really cool. And actually, my family are obsessed with honey, which is why I'm okay. so excited yeah, about it. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, Conversation for another time. But my dad has just joined Instagram and oh. the other day admitted he checks it like at least fifteen times a day. <gasps> what? He's obsessed. He checks it. Well, he's got about twelve followers, so he's just checking. <laughs> yeah, he's he's checking. Just everyone. Like, what are you up to? He's like for him, it's like he loves seeing what we're up to as well. he just loves it. He's obsessed. I mean not in a bad way, in a good way. Yeah. some frightening facts about Facebook, for example. 56% is... of online adults over the age of 65 have Facebook yeah. accounts. I mean, it's That's why huge. none of our children do. Yeah, yeah, totally. And why we want to come off. I mean, and do you use yeah. Facebook? Um, I do use Facebook. It's not my favourite form of social media, but I do I do use it. Yeah. My mum, when we were on holiday last year, it was her birthday and she disappeared for about two hours. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm having to reply to all these birthday messages. <laughs> oh. like they don't all need a personal <laughs> reply. And what are the rules you have with your children on Facebook, on Instagram, being friends with them? The boys, again, have zero desire. They, they do have Instagram accounts. They beg to have set up. So I thought, yes, because I can see where this is going. One photo later, that's it. That was about a year ago and no interest. All about the fortnight. But my daughter, her um, Instagram account is, uh, it's beautiful actually. And I don't know if you know sort of teenagers' Instagram accounts. Most of them only have four photos on, four or five photos. It's weird. It's a whole different way of running an Instagram. Oh, wait, wait, Honestly, delete? Delete them. Oh. So you only have three or four at one time. And three of them are taken in the mirror. They're reflections. They're, they're not even a selfie. They're, a, what do you call it? A mirror yeah, shot. Mirror selfie, yeah. Yeah, but with a flash on. So it's, have you not seen these? So you go to their face? No, well, you sort of see it blurred out. Okay. But it's hoochie pose. Okay, so it's to show off your outfit. Oh, yeah, but hoochie. I mean, no. Sorry, sorry, hoochie. Hoochie, yeah, like as in, yeah, as in properly. Yeah, I mean, so my daughter's favourite, she comes in, she's mum, and she thrusts the phone in my face. Guess how old they are? My daughter's 13. I don't know, I look at it and say, 19? No, they're in my year. You're wow. kidding me. That's scary. And the makeup as well, so they do the makeup ones. and. Oh, it's impressive. Contouring. I mean, contouring. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they do look, and I'm sure there is a filter of 30 going on, but they wear more makeup than I would wear for a shoot. Yeah. So my daughter's is not hers, is all uh, cupcakes mm-hmm. and, you know, and the puppy and <laughs> lovely days yeah. and lovely books. And... Long may that last. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's change the subject though. Let's talk about proposing to your bridesmaids because this is now. What? This is now a bit of a thing. There's no longer just one proposal ahead of a wedding. Uh, there might be two, four, six, eight, depending on how many bridesmaids you have. Charlotte Tor, you, I know, go to quite a lot of weddings oh. these days. Would you propose to a bridesmaid? Have you been proposed to a bridesmaid? How would you do I've it? I've been proposed you to twice. Me yeah, but in different, you know, people love those kind of like Etsy, not on the high street style gifts, like to ask people to be bridesmaids. So I've got like, you know, one person gave me a set of pajamas that says Cats Bride looking, Squad. Cats oh, looking very I mean? it's, like, it's not they didn't get down on one knee and, you know, throw confetti in the air. Just like a nice gift. It's a momentum. That's what you get. After you've been a bridesmaid, whether you get that, you too probably get that as well. Oh my god, yeah. the wedding industry's gone mad. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, just a money-making machine. Yeah, it's isn't like, it? oh, Etsy um, now has this whole section mm. of bridesmaid proposal. Mm. No, hundred percent. I literally would go in the middle of nowhere and get married. Wedding schmedding. And the best weddings I go to now are also the smaller weddings. How small do, would you say is? Well, 40, 50. Oh, well, that's okay. so small. Okay. okay. Um, I did just go back to proposals. My friend did show me the picture of the godmother proposal balloon she received the other day, which I thought was quite nice. That's sweet. Yeah. That's okay, but there's only one, isn't there? That's She lived that's abroad, so she wasn't going to ask lovely. from person. Oh, that's, that's really nice. Right. So yeah. my friend lives in, the, um, in Bermuda, so she sent this balloon that said, would you be my godmother? Oh, I which that. I thought was that's really lovely. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. But that's also then one thing. There isn't then the event. There isn't the, yes. there isn't the you know there isn't the Hindu. There so isn't true. the event. There isn't the present yes. afterwards. It's just a yeah. yeah. No, I, I'll buy into that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Talking about being uh, a skeptic, I'm a bit of a skeptic when it comes to food intolerances. Have you never had a food intolerance? Well, I just think we are in an era. Someone said to me years ago, actually, the majority of people who say they have an allergy are talking absolute rubbish. Mm. There's a difference between an allergy and an intolerance. Mm-hmm. And most people haven't got a clue. And actually, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just fussy or on a diet or something else. And as a result, you know, we've we've created this sort of six hundred million pound food market of gluten-free something free products in the UK you know is it just another is it just all another con I mean I think a, a huge amount of people do say oh yeah I can't eat gluten can't have pasta makes me bloated like mm. and, and I think that is rubbish food. yeah and that is annoying I mean I had had past tense so you can grow out of intolerances as well about must have been like seven years Which ago is such a good point that you can grow yes, out of them as and well. you, so I grew into it and grew out of it so I suddenly, I had really bad eczema, had really, my skin on my face was just going nuts. I knew something was wrong. I, my tummy was all over the place and I went to get tested um, and I had like a yeast, a biscuit like candida, but in your tummy. Um, and I had to cut out everything from like dairy, all kinds of sugar. It was an absolute nightmare, but you have, you do this special diet for like three months and then it kind of mm-hmm. sets you back. But that's a genuine imbalance in your, you know, that's yeah. like a bit of a sort of illness in your body. That's not just, oh, I don't fancy that today because it... Well, I actually have a, my daughter Celia. So she is, it's, it, well, it's not, she, her body can't digest gluten, but it's not an allergy. It's a real myth that it's an allergy. It's actually an autoimmune disease. Is it really? Is that yes. Well? yes, yes, yes. Celiac is an autoimmune disease, so it's not, it's so not an allergy. Born with it? You are born with the, uh, oh the my God, I'm getting this wrong. You're born with the gene. Yeah, and something will then trigger it. So for us, it's a real sort of double edged sword because we'll go out to eat. When, when she was diagnosed seven years ago, there was nothing. I mean, mm. uh, you know, there was literally nothing. We, was, we were potatoes and vegetables and things, which is fine, but she was a little girl and all she wanted was a party yeah. ring or a, you know, a cake and you couldn't get them at all. So because of the development of people's dietary foibles, shall we say, there is an industry now that's grown up and the food is so much better. I mean, a lot of it, ironically, is full of things that are worse mm-hmm. for you than what they actually took out, in my opinion. They're full of just mm-hmm. crap. Um, but there are some obviously really other good healthy options. But what you do find is when you go into a restaurant, you say to somebody, oh, hi, um, and gluten-free, they look at me, first of all, and you can see them mentally rolling their eyes, going, oh, there's a fussy one. And I'll say, it's actually my daughter, Cecilia, and it completely changed. Yeah. Um, so there is that level of, I think, you know, as and a very good friend of mine owns a restaurant, and she said the amount of people that will come in and say, I'm gluten-free, so they go, well, you, you know, they around with everything and at the end they serve coffee and um and a biscotti and then they're just yeah. away the biscotti 
<laughs> I mean, that says it all, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I actually know. quite like gluten-free bread. And if it's there and... No, it's vile. It's really, oh, really bad for you, Georgie, though. It's you're, full you're, of you're fat. way better off having a, a normal yeah. bread. No, or I a quite, brioche. Well, I was just... Mm. I was skiing last week mm. and they had it at breakfast. And I love it. I actually really like it because it's yeah. quite... It is sort of quite... Cake cake yeah. To have a have brioche. Brioche is, 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 is far less refined than, than gluten-free bread that you that buy right, generally. Yeah. I mean, you can have it, you can buy it that's been made in an artisan style which is much better, but it's it's very, very, very manufactured. I did go gluten-free in a bid to deal with my eczema, but I got so fed up with it, I'm now just on permanent antibiotics instead. On a health note, let's talk about tech skin. Apparently tech skin is now a thing. Tech neck. Oh my God, obsessed with tech neck. Tech neck yeah. comes on from constantly looking down at your phone. We're not going to know though, are we? For about the next 20 years, yeah, we'll discover. Before, I know. So horizontal horizontal lines on your throat. Yeah. Yeah. Could be your Instagram habit. Beware. Cat. Oh all those kind of Insta stories that you're yes. doing are giving you tech neck, apparently. There's also now mega damage you can do from the light, apparently. The blue yeah. light that is coming from all these devices. Um, also known as HEV light. And that can also trigger the onset of wrinkles, pigmentation. But the one that I was most horrified about was breakouts. Well, we all know about breakouts, but the point that really got me was a recent study found out that your phone can carry 10 times more bacteria on it than the average loo seat. It's disgusting. But Ooh. do you ever put your phone to your ear and then you, and then you look at the makeup? The makeup. Oh, yeah. and I don't it's cake that much. I'm not a huge no, foundation wearer. I, I mean, I wear it, but... I look at it and I'm like, that is disgusting. Yeah. And also, if you think about things like, if, when I come in in the morning, the first thing I do is wash my hands because I've obviously been on the tube and like holding onto the rail. But I don't wash my phone. phone. And obviously, in that time, I've touched no, my phone. Like, no. think of all the germs that are just going at your phone all the time. And you know, when you're on your phone for ages and it goes quite, it goes quite hot. Yes. Apparently, that's the worst because then heating up it's the all bacteria, that bacteria is like, oh, oh my lord. So I think maybe we need to clean up. Oh, and I turn into my husband with one of those Bluetoothy things. That's quite a good that's idea. A, yeah, that is a good idea. Tourage piece on seven tips for buying foundation. Yes. Cat. What do you look for in a foundation? What's your uh, process when it comes to buying a new foundation? My process is to buy as little as possible. I'm not a lover of foundation. Personally, would rather spend much more on the skin itself. I as I get older though, I'm really noticing the benefits of wearing foundation. Yeah. And I, like you, resisted for so long. And I think it's always, yeah. I sort of grew up thinking foundation was just so dated and aging. Really? really? Yeah, I think so. Just because you always used to see people with terrible oh, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. foundation. Yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that thing that you really caked on. I remember at school thinking it was something I would never, ever use. But actually, as I got older, I just really need it. Yeah. You know, maybe you just mm. haven't found the right one. Can, I think it's just, can, can look so light, like you are wearing nothing. And can also benefit the skin as well. It's almost like skincare in itself. Really? Because yeah. I always find, if I wear it, I break out. I do have one. I do actually have a new Max Factor one I was given recently that is the most incredible. It's so light. Mm. Is it that new, the new, um, the, the new age one? one. Yeah, 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 it's amazing. Incredible. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. It's better than Chanel. It's, it's better than all, all the top, top, top ones. We did a shoot recently and the makeup artist was using the Charlotte Tilbury Foundation. And I have to say, people always, you know, we always talk about her products, it's nothing new, but I thought it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was amazing. I really yeah. did. Um, oh, very off point, I had my sister's, she's getting married in June, her makeup trial on the weekend, and it was Amanda Harrington from Impala. And her kit, I mean, I was just glued. <laughs> Overwhelming majority of stuff was Charlotte Tilbury. Really? So yeah. interesting. Yeah, so interesting. And it's the, obviously the stuff they really, really rate. So it's, it was interesting to see that. Rodial is another brand that she was a lot of Rodial. Amanda well. Harrington is a big yeah. fan of, yeah. and we met with Maria last week, and she actually bought me some product. And I really like the foundation mm. that she bought in. I was interested in your piece that you said, if in doubt, go lighter. Yes. Because I've always been someone who's gone darker. I always go darker, yeah. Mm. And actually, and you and I are both quite big tan beans. But actually, it's such a good point. You wrote this tour 
that always go with the lighter one you can always use a bronzer or a blusher to deepen the shade yeah. on your cheeks and forehead and I think you know the other point you wrote was that it gives you a more professional finish I have really noticed that, that somebody asked me the other day instead of foundation do you still go because I've not really seen them I've been looking for them BB or CC cream I use BB cream in the summer instead of yeah. foundation instead yeah. of a tinted moisturiser yeah they're, they're basically the same, same thing, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you use a fascinating foundation don't you Asta Lift yeah I've been using it for like eight seven, eight years. It's made by Fujifilm, so the, the Japanese camera brand. What? They're obviously ahead of the Japanese okay. beauty trends before they even started. And your base always looks yeah, incredible. Flawless. I'm always, I'm always yeah. just gazing at tall skin going, oh, yeah. skin looks it so pretty. It's all foundation. You're also someone who uses a fair amount of foundation, don't you? Yeah. And I think it really pays off in, not that I've really seen you without it, but yeah, I do yeah, yeah, always yeah. think your skin Oh yeah, I need it, I need it. But looking at you now, you wear it really, really well. Yeah, yeah, as in, it doesn't look like you've got absolutely, you just look beautifully Thank made you. up. And I think that's the point, it's finding that right shade. Some people, look, I mean, mostly 14-year-olds, yeah, look, they're just literally, I mean, you can see them coming. You see, first of all, you see foundation, then you God see them. Too. I've never yeah. found the right, it, no other foundation I've ever tried has been the right match and I think looks fake, but this one just works. So it's really take the time to find that shade that works for you. I love the tip that came from our fashion day from Samantha Cameron, which was that she went to a makeup artist and got them to show her exactly what she should be using. Mm. And I think it's really worth, mm. you know, I, mm. wouldn't we all love to have a hairdresser and a makeup artist, you mm. know, follow us around, but... It's not real life. Um, so I love the idea that you could go to a pro and they will match it because we Definitely. all, you know, I, I think I've been wearing the wrong shade for years. So how do you? I mean, where should you? If so, if we if we don't have access to that and you do just want to go to a counter, yeah. where do you match it? So yeah. on your jawline, yeah. ideally go with no makeup on so you can really try it. I actually really would rate going somewhere like Space NK and just going with no makeup on and just saying I'm looking for a new foundation. Mm. What can you recommend? There's no bias basically. Yeah, and they have really good brands. Really good brands. Um, mm. I just think if you go to a counter, they Chantecai, have to by Terry, yeah. 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 all the Charlotte Tilbury Laura Messier. Laura Messier, yeah. I love their foundation. I think you can't go wrong with any of those Space NK brands. Mm. On the subject of beauty, we've been doing a campaign with Elizabeth Arden, Eight Hour Cream, Skin Protectant, which <laughs> I now have drilled into me. Uh, I mean, I'm such a fan of Eight Hour Cream. I've used it for years and years. Kat, are you a fan? So I love the Eight Hour Cream, but I don't necessarily carry that around with me. My daughter's stolen it for me for her eczema. But I carry around the Eight Hour Lip Tint. Lip tint? Yeah, what? they're amazing. What, with colour? Yes, 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 yes. Sheer. Ooh. So it's, it's a lip oh. balm, but it's a sheer lip tint. Oh, nice. I they're love incredible. like a lip balm with colour. Yeah, they're amazing. Really, really amazing. What they are the best one. I've got plum. Plum is my favourite. It's a pinky, plummy colour. Ooh, we should try those ones. So, Eight-Hour Cream is one of my kind of must-haves. What are your absolute beauty? That. That's one of them. Like? That is okay. absolutely okay. one of them. That absolutely is my Eight-Hour Sheer Lip Tint in plum. Uh, also, the other thing I do with, so I don't wear a foundation every single day, but what I absolutely love, it's a Chanel. Uh, and it's honestly been around forever. It's so old that it only has FPF 8 in it. And they've not changed the formula. I know, exactly. I mean, do they even make FPF 8? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but it's, yeah, it's called... Better than um, nothing. Yeah, well, uh, Soleil Identité. Um, and it's a mm. facial self-tanner. And it's incredible. Yeah, and even I am, I mean, I am Casper the Friendly Ghost, and I don't use the lightest shade. I use bronze as opposed to golden. It's incredible. Chanel is the other brand that when it comes to beauty is just phenomenal, mm -hmm. isn't it? I mean, it's up there. Again, it's another of the products that are in Makeup Artist kits. I yeah, believe. That, am that amazing Soleil bronzer. Oh, it that goes on. people are mad about. It goes on like a powder, yeah, yeah. but actually it's like a cream. Yeah. Amazing. So what are your Charlotte tour? Give me, give me the two products that you know mm. if they said they were going to discontinue you'd be stockpiling them oh, oh I, that happened to me i use a steeler cream blusher which they have discontinued and every time i'm in the states or anyone i know going what? to the states convertible color up. yeah they just didn't do the color that i like the shade oh. yeah, yeah yeah and yeah so i stock up on that That's heartbreaking it's so sad i love mascara by too faced called better than sex mascara <gasps> that is my 13 year old's 
Christmas list must have. <laughs> it is I amazing. Had to go, yeah, but the I was 44 yeah, at the time, going into a Debenhams. Back then, that was the only place you could buy it. And it kind of still is, apart from the shop. Oh, is it? Apart yeah. from the shop, Street, which she told me they've opened. Yeah, She's yeah. such a fan. Two Faced. Two, I mean, what even is that? It, it's quite, a, I actually quite like their stuff, but it's okay. quite kind of, yeah, the, the packaging is quite young. So, um, it's next to Cat D, isn't it? The, yeah. Okay. So I had to go to Debenhams, obviously. There I am, 44 years old. Mascara, please. Which mascara would you like? You're 13. Uh, realistically, what are you going to know? And try so do it, you really it. believe that one mascara is better than the other? Yeah. Do you think it's down to the mascara or do you think it's down to the wand? I think it's down to the wand. The wand so this morning really... I used a new Benefit one I actually don't like. Um, I think my lashes don't look as Which good. Which one's that? Bad Gal? It's a new Bad Gal like, Plus. It's like it's, oh, is it's it? massive. That's the other one that they all love. I think yeah. lashes look really long today. So do I. Yeah, I don't, don't like them today. It's not for you. No, they're not mm. as like... They're not as it definitely goes on thicker. So mm. I have been trying out two Laura Mercier mascaras. One with a really thin wand, mm. which I find brilliant for the bottom lashes. Okay. And one with a really thick wand. And there's just a complete difference. The thin yeah. wand, you're just standing there for hours, kicking it on natural look. See, yeah. I, no, but I love the thin wand. I, my favourite Max Factor has been, sorry, mascara for years, has been the Max Factor. It is a thin wand, but it's incredible, as opposed to some of the thicker ones. Like, full such effect is yeah, literally yeah. like a, you know, it's a masterpiece Max. Masterpiece it just depends what look you're going for, it? And the yeah. crown, the new one, crown effect. Oh, it's got a tiny little crown on the end. Literally, a crown. Oh, so you can, like, so that you, can, you can actually go into the corners. Cool. What mascara do you use, Charlotte? Oh, whatever you give me. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> whatever tool's got. I, I also think the Clinique <laughs> Chubbies are really yeah. good. I actually I really like, those. and I really like the Ico one as well. Do you? Too. Yeah. That's the one Amanda was using, or Ico She stuff. loves Ico. Yeah. I think yeah. really, it's, it's also all about uh, curling your lashes, isn't it? Not that I do it. Do I, don't, I don't curl Again, lashes. all no, makeup artists do, do it. it, though. I think they, they do. And I always do those drops. My friend's been using those babe, babe lash. Is that what they're called? <gasps> right, oh I just ordered. Oh my god! Yeah, they're different. Drops. I know. They're like um, or it's like a pat, whatever it it's is, like a gel. Basically, it's like a um, the one I use, which I've just ordered, should be arriving today. From Re- it's Revitalash. It's incredible. Unbelievable. But it's four difference. weeks. It's really four weeks expensive. to the day. Yeah. But it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. It does last a long time. I use Lilash, which is probably really Same similar, thing. but yeah. I had to stop using it because my mascara was just it was just going. Yeah. It was too long. Yeah. God, nice problem to have. I know. Mm. From beauty to fashion, ah. let's talk about capsule wardrobes. What are your capsule wardrobe must-haves, Kat? So yeah, so I, I did a very small piece recently just outlining what would, I didn't call it capsule, but I called it my uniform. So it's sort of those sorts of things that I, if I only had five things to pick from, what would I pick? Um, and I am actually wearing them today, which actually is quite technical. <laughs> it would be a maxi skirt, full, nothing pencil. Full, 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 the fuller the better. A little bit of Scarlett O'Hara going on. <laughs> and a fitted, Jumper or sweatshirt, a really fine knit. I like a fine knit. I love a chunky knit, but I just get so hot. Mm. Too hot, because I'm inside a lot, so I get too warm. And then on top of that would either be a biker or a blazer. I love either a loose blazer or a fist blazer, any blazer or a biker. And then the flip side of that is a maxi dress. Again, maxi. It's just, it's just they're easy. You can just throw it on. Mm. And your jackets then go with your either of them. So they'll go with the dress, go with the skirt. You can wear the jumpers over the dress and footwear, ankle boots or trainers. Do you think that's applicable to everybody? Like, can everybody use that as a model no. for theirs? Well, I think it's what you like, though, isn't it? I think the point is... You're tall, you're tall. But the point I was trying to make is, you need to look at 
If you only had two seconds to get dressed, what would you grab? Or if you've got a big meeting or a big day or a big dinner, what would you like to wear? What out of your wardrobe do you go, that's what I feel great in? And I think you build your capsule wardrobe or you build your uniform around that. And the same rules for the evening? Or do you have a different go-to look for the evening? Well, in the evening, I mean, I would happily wear the same things. They're just easy. I really find them easy. And that's the thing so I love. So how do you love. dress up your look? If you're wearing the same things in the evening, how do you heels. dress it up? As I was say, do you wear heels? Do you yes. Wear heels? Yeah. I'm really tall. I mean, I'm virgin on Avatar. I'm five foot ten. Uh, but I do wear heels. Yeah. Yeah, I do wear heels. Good on I'm you. Not yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm not, I'm not great with shoes really weirdly i like heel ankle boots mm. high heeled or sandals i love a strappy sandal and what about for school do you dress it down when you're doing the school run i have reached that point where i no longer have to do the school run can you imagine mm -hmm. that day does come i still have to take them i don't have to get out of the car which mm. is bliss That's so, funny. so yes i can occasionally be found doing it in my gym wear or a tracksuit that i literally have put on <laughs> instead of my pajamas yes charlotte what's your go-to day look I was actually thinking this morning, I've worn my white M&S boots today. This is my second pair of white M&S boots <laughs> that I've done in this winter. And I was actually thinking like, oh my God, I actually don't, I can't find a single other pair of shoe that fits the bill quite like those. So in terms of my five key pieces. And they're so comfy, They are they? so comfortable. They are bringing them out in lilac, you do know that. I know, I've just you? seen them in pale pink, so I know today. But they, you know, they're a little bit edgy, so they make everything look a bit cooler. And I don't look great in flats, so it's got a bit of a heel. So that for me is like absolutely, I can't think of anything else I want to wear at the moment. And then I'm quite a big chunky, chunky jumper girl. And then with any, yeah, I, well, I know I'm like describing what I'm wearing, but yeah, with some, with either with like a pair of jeans or a slip dress, just some bits that make mm. it a bit more interesting than I otherwise would. I'm also really into a matching piece at the moment. I love that. Can't yeah. really make it work on me. I've love tried it. so many. I'm quite thick of middle. So it doesn't really work. Harder. Yeah, I, it I, harder. I, um, I actually really love clashing prints as well. Because yeah. I like Ashley and I were talking about this the other day because we ran a story on matching prints. It genuinely is. If you're looking to look really cool with mm. no effort and you don't have to do it, it's yeah. genuinely the quickest, yeah. most effortless way yeah, to yeah. do it. It looks so cool. Yeah, like Definitely. Busy prints. It's like a real hack, mm. I think. Tor, what do you rely on in your wardrobe? Um, I'm not sure I'm really qualified to talk about it. Tor, I think it was such a classic dresser though. What would you, what would you I don't really go very out there. I just like keeping, you know, classics, cashmere, some track pants, black jeans, mom jeans. It's yeah. a really safe thing yeah. just to focus yeah. on if you're not really into fashion. Boring. Oh, but it's no, no, not boring. It's elegant. Yeah. Also, you're really quite a high elegant. street investor. Like, you go to like the slightly higher echelons of the high street. Yes, well. maybe. Like, yeah. Georgie. Yeah. What are yours? Um, mine. I I'm pretty monochrome too, actually. She says, she's uh, a bright pink. Yes. But I'm, today is the exception. I, I like white on my top half. I think white looks better against my face. Um, a blazer, denim, standard, not not too out there. Quite capsule, I'd say. I do love a shacket though. Oh no. no. Ooh, I feel like you're a shacket person. Do you know what? I think you'd look great in a shacket over a maxi dress. No, I need to find one. They are the wrong Well, the we wrote a piece yeah. on 18 shackets, perfect for spring. And I would, you know, wager a bet that there's one on that list that's for you, Kat. I know what you mean, because they're oh, a funny length. They're all a little bit longer than normal jackets, but they're not. They're not quite long, long enough. Yeah. Interesting. You should look I at that Iris and Ink one. I was going to say, long. there's a great one on Mango and there was a great was Iris and Ink and I think you could absolutely rock that look. I think it depends on my, it's cost per wear, isn't it? For me, it is all about how often you're going to wear something and if it can transform so many things in your wardrobe. Mm. So if you buy one jacket, but it suddenly means that all those dresses that you bought maybe two years ago, that you've sort of looked at and thought, oh, I will wear them again, I will throw them because I do like them really, but haven't worn, and that jacket suddenly makes everything wearable, it's worth investing in. Mm. So what do you invest in? Anything. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, jackets, okay. shoes, 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 mm -hmm. bags, bags, cost per wear, bags. Mm. You know, they last. When you think how much use bag gets, 
And I think they also make an outfit. That's the first thing people see. So I do spend a lot on bags. I'm with you. It's the first thing people see. It's the thing they remember. It is the one item. We were talking about this at our fashion day and I said, I think you could actually, you know, I if agree. you can't afford to, to shop anywhere yeah. but the high street, mm-hmm. it is the one, one, one thing that I think you just can't do on the high street. Mm-hmm. Everything else, you can. You can. You can get a little treat number, can't you? I mean, you can, you know, I mean, they do have, I've I've just been out of the stories and their leather bags are really, really good. Yeah, and Zara does good ones, but I do just think, as you said, it's the first thing you see, so there's one thing you're going to invest in. Double denim, how do you feel about double denim? Ooh, Canadian tuxedo. Mm -hmm. Um, I I like it. I I do really, really like it. it. I love it. But I think you've got to be really bold with it. I think, you know, in an ideal world, I do triple denim. I do see nothing but denim. Denim shoes, denim No, I honestly think if you do denim shirt and denim jacket and jeans, I think those sorts of things. It's a bit like print. Mm-hmm. The more you put on, the better it looks. Well, that's kind of the look now as well. It's not because it can verge on mumsy, dare I say. If you wear a kind of chambray shirt with a pair of pale blue jeans, that's not going to have yeah. the same effect, is it? So, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think that could still look good. I think this denim shirt, pair of jeans, and some white trainers, I think that's a good look. Yeah. I think you've got to put it off. It's got to be the right denim cut, the right shirt, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Cricket jumpers? Denim, uh, not for me. No. I'm okay, no. I don't. Again, in fact, I've just been in a friend in, in, in a shop with a friend, in another stories with a friend, and she tried one on and it looked great on her and I said, Looks nice. I don't like it on me. I don't mm. I, they just I'm not great with the V neck. Yeah, I'm not great with the V neck. it takes me back to about nineteen ninety six when I wore I went to an army shop and bought oh, genuine army cargo trousers and <laughs> I was seen out at night in a cricket jumper and a pair of Camo, army trousers. I mean, it fills me with horror when I just... <laughs> okay, maybe not that. Maybe not. Gone straight <laughs> off that. <laughs> not for you, <laughs> What trends are you looking forward to this spring-summer? Spring-summer, I am loving something I thought I'd never say. A suit. Do you know what? I really, really love a suit. Either crop legs, either sort of cigarette pants, wide legs are my absolute favourite, loose jacket, little t-shirt, trainers... I just think that's so... Again, it's really easy to put on. I agree. Interestingly, I probably... I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I've got a, my idea of a pink one, but I wouldn't wear them separately. I think you almost have to... You have to wear them together. I commit. Pink mm. blazer on its own, I'm not sure. I think you sort of need mm, to get, go the whole hog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that look. I love a suit. I think it's such a good yeah. look. But also, you can wear them separately and you, yeah, you can. get more money. You absolutely and can. Yeah, get yeah, more yeah. money. We're nearly out of time, but it's Easter this week. How do you feel about Easter? Are you excited about Easter? I love Easter. It's four days off. It's in the holidays. Almost, uh, we do get a little bit carried away though. I, I know, I know, I've already hear my husband go, we're not having barbecue. Because it's something in my head, <laughs> something in your head it's so spring, so I go, let's have barbecue. No, I remember no, as a no. child going to Wales for Easter to some, stay with some family friends and sunbathing. We've got family photos, family photos of us in Abergavenny in the Brecon Beacons, lying in the garden in our swimsuits. Yeah, I love it because it is also great food. We always have friends. You're not so committed to having to spend it with family. Can have friends. Yes, it's not like Christmas. Bit of both. Yeah, a bit of both. But there isn't the pressure. No. So there isn't the pressure on us as mums, well, me and mum, you know, of having to do everything, having to do all the things. Yeah, it's, so true. You know, it's a much more relaxed holiday. Mm. And it's a really nice amount of time to spend with your children, isn't it? It's just perfect. <laughs> just the right time. You know, no, Christmas holidays fills me with fear, <laughs> you know, how many days I've got to entertain them. But I've actually, got Easter is heaven. Mm. No, I've still got Easter as many. Yeah. Still got as many. Four days there, it's lovely. No emails. I feel like it's mm. the only other time of year, apart from Christmas, where everyone stops at the same time. So bring it on, I say, no presents to buy. That's the best thing. Puff from eggs. And chocolate. On that note, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for joining us, Cats. It's been such fun to have you. Thank you for having me. And we will see you next week. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.